Welcome to the Taking a Breath podcast with Parker Mays. Welcome back, everybody, to the Taking a Breath podcast. I'm Parker Mays, and I'm excited to share a conversation today with a good friend of mine, Destiny Sarno. Destiny is in her junior year at NC State University in Raleigh, planning to pursue a career in veterinary medicine. She's also the founder and executive director of Shooting Star Animal Rescue, which she started in high school. We work together as mentors through the Impact Leadership Village at NC State, and I'm excited to bring her on today to talk about her experience running a nonprofit over the past few years and how she found what she's passionate about. Destiny, welcome, and I'd love if you'd share a little bit about yourself. Awesome. Thanks, Barker. So as he said, I am in my about to start my junior year at NC State. Um, I'm majoring in animal science, and I plan to go to vet school with a concentration in shelter medicine so that I can work with animal shelters and animal rescues, including my own. Um, I'm really excited today to talk about my work with nonprofits, not just my own, but with nonprofits over the years, and just to share some about what Shooting Star is doing. Absolutely. Yeah, so I'm super excited to get you on. And and especially when I first met you and kind of heard that you had started this nonprofit in high school, I was super intrigued and excited about like how you, you know, got this idea and how all of this started. So um, I'd love for you to start out just telling us a little bit like how did you get this idea to start this nonprofit in the first place? Cool. So yeah, I've always loved animals. Um, When I was born, my parents already had two dogs. So I've literally had animals my entire life. Um, And so I have, from a very, very young age, I knew I wanted to be a vet and work with animals as a career. Um, So in, I think it was my freshman year of high school, we started uh, fostering dogs for another local animal rescue. And I really loved working with those animals and it was great. Um, and so then in after my freshman year, we went out to Kanab, Utah, um, to Best Friends Animal Society and Sanctuary out there. Um, they have about 1,700 animals at any given time, and it's an amazing wow. place. Like, I love that place. Um, and so after going out there, I was like, I want to have my own sanctuary. I want to do what they are doing. Um, so... We continued fostering with the group we were with for another year or two, um, and then I decided that I was I was ready to have my own rescue, so I started working on that. And we just, in March, um, celebrated our three-year anniversary, so that was a pretty cool thing. Yeah, wow, that's awesome, and that's so good to hear, like, from your background. And, like, so how did you find what you love to do? So I know you mentioned, like, having that experience of, like, being at someone else's and really getting to connect um, with that. Um, Would you say that's, like, your biggest thing is just, like, trying out different things, and that's kind of how you landed on what you ended up loving? Yeah, that is definitely something I would definitely tell anyone um you can't know what you love to do until you do it um so definitely like getting getting those experiences really like showed me that that is what I loved and then I just I went from there yeah absolutely and it is it's so good to try different things especially like um a lot of people who listen are in the like 18 to 22 range Mm -hmm. and right now my encouragement always like mentoring whether it's high schoolers or college students is always 
try out different things where you are right now, you know, because you like, like you found, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's what you try that you're in, you're going to end up finding something that you really connect with deeply. And now, you know, now you are about to be working that, you know, as your whole career, something that you found in high school that you loved, you know, Mm -hmm. so, so that's such a good, um, such a good example of someone who is just trying different things and ends up finding something that's just absolutely incredible. What's your favorite part about what you do? Oh, there's so many. Um, (laughs) I don't know. It's probably just the being able to see the connections I've made, I'm making between the animals and their adoptive families. Um, one of most recently, one of the best, uh, stories we have is we pulled two puppies from a shelter, um, and one fell in love with him. He was about four months old, the calmest puppy ever. Um, he had giant feet, so he's going to be a very big dog. Um, (laughs) and if we didn't already have three dogs, me and my parents would have kept them in a heartbeat. Um, that's all. So it was definitely like very difficult to find a family because they had to be perfect because like (laughs) we always try to find the best fit, but with him, it was like, if he comes back, we're keeping him. So it has to be perfect. Um, so we found this family four children and so they came out to meet him and it was amazing. Like my mom was crying. It was like really like sweet and emotional um perfect so that's yeah just seeing like those relationships and and even like the fearful dogs that we get because we pull a lot from shelters that have either been strays or not in a good home so a lot of the dogs we have have fear issues um so seeing them be able to blossom with their people and just like seeing the difference we're making absolutely yeah that's Mm -hmm. huge how did you, you know, when you're starting out, what types of things are you learning about? You know, like as you're, you're really young and you're doing something, you're kind of jumping in doing something that you really like to do. Um, but what are some things early on that as you're starting out, you learned? Um, well, in the beginning, it was definitely a lot of learning, like the business aspect of forming a nonprofit. Um, so all the paperwork that you have to submit and like go through the IRS and all that stuff that's awesome just from there like learning how to market on facebook how to get signed up with the websites like pet finder and adopt a pet that help you find potential adopters um and a lot and a lot of communication um calling vet references calling adopters uh emailing people Um, keeping all that contact, not letting people's emails slip through the cracks and miss someone. Um, So definitely, I would say the biggest thing I've learned is communication. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's, that's really cool to hear. And so you, I think we've talked about it, but I I couldn't remember you have like the official, you know, 501c3. Yeah. So all of that side of stuff, I'm sure was a, uh, (laughs) an interesting learning curve. And so 
um, kind of moving in towards that side of it, kind of the learning and the leadership side of the business of the nonprofit, what would you say um, are some things that you've learned about your leadership style and how you work as a leader um, among other people? And I know we've talked about mm-hmm. this a lot through um, the leadership village that we were a part of. And um, and so what would you say that you've learned? Yeah, so I would say my leadership style is more of like a collaborative leadership style um i try like yes i want them to know that like i'm the leader but i want to be a resource for the people that i'm working with so if they need someone to talk to i want to be there for um um, and i want to lead by example so i want to model the behaviors that i want them to exhibit i want to be doing the things that i'm expecting of them Um, so yeah, I would say just like leading by example is a huge thing for me. Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, kind of talking about that with being on the same, Mm -hmm. you know, same level as people, um, what types of tips would you have for people who are working with volunteers? A lot of times, you know, you struggle Mm -hmm. with motivation issues. What experiences have you had with kind of motivating um, people to really get on board with your vision or the collective vision of the organization you're working with? So I like how you talked about the collective vision you need to make sure that your vision as an organization is very clear because you want your volunteers to align personally with your vision in order for them to be as successful with the organization as possible and then um, also with volunteering over the years one of the biggest things I've definitely seen is that you need to make sure that your volunteers feel like they're respected and important and involved. Um, I've seen a lot of volunteers and I've burnt out as a volunteer um, because they, just, they don't feel like they're making a difference. They don't feel like the leadership values their time. Um, they definitely, volunteers want to know that they're making a difference. So as an organization, you definitely want to sit down and listen to your volunteers. Do they have suggestions about ways that you can change things? Um, How can you adapt what you're doing in order to make the volunteer experience better for them and still keep it in alignment with your mission and keep making a difference? Um, And then just like little gestures that you can do for volunteers, recognize them on Facebook, um, tell them definitely big thing tell them that they are making a difference um if you Mm. don't recognize your volunteers they're going to get burnt out really quick and move on to a different organization that they feel really needs them and wants their help wow yeah Yeah. that's that's huge i thought that was so just like clear succinct and such good advice for anyone working Mm -hmm. in a nonprofit. and not only that but thinking about um them like what they're looking for so maybe someone's not um like running a team of volunteers but they're looking to volunteer and they're wondering like oh in advance of actually signing up for something what should i be looking for and those things that you're saying are huge to be looking for are they valuing Mm -hmm. their volunteers time are they really um, appreciative can i make a difference do i feel like i would be valued here so what would you say for someone who's like i would really be interested in getting involved in being a volunteer but i don't really know what i would want to do Yeah, that's a great question. 
I mean, and it goes back to just try different things. Um, if you start volunteering with an organization, yes, it's good to stay for a longer time because you can make a bigger impact. But if you start volunteering and it's really just not for you, you don't enjoy it, I don't have any problem with someone being like, just telling me up front, hey, this isn't for me. I'm gonna go look and see if I can be more of an impact somewhere else. Um, so definitely just talk to people. Um, see if, at, for example, at an organization, you can ask the volunteer people, hey, is there other volunteers that I can talk to and see if, see if this is something I'd like? And like also talking to the volunteer coordinator, whoever is working with the organization. And then, I don't know, I mean, just, just try and see what you like. You'll find something that speaks to your passions. For sure. And I like that balance that you made that's um, you can try different things, but also kind of stick around and mm-hmm. see if you like it. Because there is that hard balance of I don't want to just be yeah. jumping around, you know, just trying mm-hmm. everything. But I also want to if you know, if I don't feel like this is the place for me, I don't want yeah. to be stuck here for a mm-hmm. year or two, you know, so it, it is all about that balance. There's a learning curve. So it's definitely important to stay long enough that you actually know what's happening and seeing if it works instead of just trying one day and not going back because that's not enough time. And Yeah. And one of the biggest things that I've found is that no matter really what organization it is, a lot of times one of the biggest things that makes volunteering so enjoyable yep. is the people and the connections that you're making. So speak to yeah, that a little I bit. I have made so many amazing connections volunteering. Um, I, like I said, my mom works with primarily nonprofits. Um, so I've grown up knowing the people that run the nonprofits and they I don't know, something about nonprofit workers, they're amazing. Um, I may be biased, but <laughs> <laughs> um, but they're just everyone that I've met has been so supportive and just amazing people. So you definitely and something else is if you're volunteering with an organization that you're passionate about, there's other people volunteering there that are also passionate about that. And like that's a very very good way to find your people and make those lifelong relationships with people of simil- with, that have similar interests as you. Absolutely. What are some lessons that you've kind of learned over the course of the time that you've been running the nonprofit and doing what you've been doing? So with my rescue, one of probably the hardest things we've had to deal with is when we adopt out a dog, they'll get sometimes get returned. Um, I think we've only had mm. two dogs get returned after like a long or longer time with a family. Um, and so one of the more recent ones, they returned her because the vet said that there was a potential that she had pit bull in her. Um, and so as everyone knows, there's a huge stereotype against pit bull dogs. Um, which isn't a breed, but it's a classification of dogs. Um, But so that's something definitely like learning how do you communicate with these people that like just don't understand um, that like pit bulls are great dogs. There's, yes, they've been used for fighting, but it's not their fault. It's the people's fault. 
Um, and so as That's a breed, right. they are amazing. They're great with kids. They used to be nanny dogs. Um, people would leave them with their children to babysit them. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. like they I literally they used to be fact. nanny dogs, and uh, the little rascals PD'd their dog. That was like their nanny dog, and he he was a pit bull. <laughs> Um, but so just learning yeah. how do you communicate with people that have such different views. Um, and there's some people that if you communicate right, you can change their mind. Um, one of our other dogs, before he had been adopted out, the people that were supposed to adopt him emailed us and was like, hey, what breed is he? Like, people are telling us that he might have pit bull and we're kind of worried. Um, and we we're just like, I understand your worry, but like, pit bulls are actually really good dogs and we think he would make a great family dog even if he does have pit bull we we never know what our dogs have yeah. so just learning how do you communicate with people with different views um has definitely been a challenge but i've definitely gotten better at it because of the people of different viewpoints that i've talked to Definitely. And so we've touched on this a couple of times across the course of this conversation. What would be if you could have one really good tip for people about communication? Oh what would that be? Um, <laughs> be open-minded um, and listen. Listen to what they're saying and, that, and actually like process what they've said before you respond. Um, that's definitely that's good. Like, a huge thing is... That's why, like, a lot of people get in arguments is because they're not actually listening. They're just, when the person is talking, they're, you're immediately thinking, what's your response going to be? And you're not really, like, intaking what they're saying. Make sure you are listening, comprehending, and then responding. Um, so that's just a wow. huge thing is make sure you're understanding what the people are saying and then be willing to talk to them about it and come to a conclusion with everything going on right now and i know some people you might be listening to this later um, we're in the middle of kind of the covid 19 um, pandemic and so what would be your um, advice to someone who's kind of struggling right now with being in isolation or being kind of feeling alone this um this goes back to mm -hmm. kind of that communication side of stuff like what what's been a takeaway for you from this kind of alone and isolation um, time i would say balance the time you spend on technology versus not on technology <laughs> yeah. uh, because obviously like we all want to use technology to keep up with our friends and stay in contact with people that we aren't getting to see every day like we used to which is great and very important and technology is amazing for that um, but it's also can be very overwhelming with the social media and all the news of what's happening with the pandemic and because that's that's all that's on tv anymore um i swear anytime you turn right. it on any news channel that's all they're talking about um which is good to be informed but it's a little bit of overload um and then just take time to go on walks be outdoors um at least for me being outdoors is very rejuvenating but just do anything that allows you time to yourself to relax and de-stress away from the craziness of quarantine. Absolutely. And that's actually a really good thought because what a lot of people are saying is like, oh, make sure that you're 
staying connected with people, make、mm-hmm. sure that you're on, you know, technology or whatever that is. But it actually is a really good thought. Okay, do you need、yep. some time away, like from from the news,、mm-hmm. from everything like that? So that's a great point. Well, I want to give、um, Destiny a chance to、uh, plug the the socials for both herself, but also her、um, animal rescue, because I would love for you guys to go check out the work they're doing and just be able to keep up with them. Our main social media platform、um, is Facebook. So you can follow us, just Shooting Star Animal Rescue,、um, and we're outside of Polkton, so that'll pop up, so you can know for sure that it's us,、uh, Polkton, North Carolina. And if you're interested <laughs> in adopting a dog,、uh, we actually just got three puppies today, so you can find them、it. on Pet Finder and adopt a pet. They're not up there quite yet, but they should be by the time this podcast comes out.、Um, yep. Yep, I was gonna say. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> Definitely. Check them out. Um, but finder and adopt a pet, just shooting star and we'll rescue. And of course, you guys are always kind of.、Um, I know having you、mm-hmm. know new ones come in and、uh, and old ones go out, which is great. You know that you guys、yep. are able to find new homes consistently, and so that's such a good a good sign. And I know right now,、um, is it true what I've heard that、um, there's like more dogs being adopted yes, than kind of ever is before?、Crazy. Is that what you're hearing?、Um, we because everyone's home. It's they think it's a perfect time to get a puppy, and honestly, it is.、Um, we yeah, we normally because we have puppies, we like homes that aren't gone all day because、um, it's just not fair for a young puppy to be locked up while you're working nine hour days.、Um, so we love all、right. the applicants that are working from home right now,、um, and like one of our last dogs about a month ago, we got. So many applications. Like literally, we posted her one day, and like by the end of that day, we had like fifteen inquiries. Like it's ridiculous. Oh my gosh! But it's it's amazing. That's awesome.、Um, yeah, so many shelters、really、have like cleared their cleared their kennels and have no dogs. That's really cool. Yeah, well, I'm glad to hear. And I guess it's good. You know, you hear different stuff like that all the time. Like、mm-hmm. you're saying with the news, like you never really know what's going on. But yeah, it's good to hear. You know that that that、yeah. is true because、yep. that that's awesome.、Um, cool. Well, and、um, as I always mention with my guests, if you have any questions for Destiny, reach out to her.、Um, you know, follow their socials and everything like that. Check out what they're doing. They've got some awesome stuff. Obviously, as you're hearing going on right now. And so、um, I'm super excited. Um, just for this conversation and to continue the conversation as well.、Um, but I want to thank Destiny so much for coming on today, and we'll look forward to seeing you again next week. You've been listening to the Taking a Breath podcast with Parker Mays.